Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechus Masters Parak Aleph Mishnah Zayin and Mishnah Ches. And today's Mishnah is bringing learning B'schos of Shlomim Zalman of Zugos Amar Sitzvah Chalayetz Chalatayim. They should be given with us Sachat Slachan Siat Deshmaya Good Health Parnas B'Shefa and Cult of Zela and B'schos Esther Bas Rachel. She should be zeichet to find Rizivug Hagon Bakar of Mamish. And yesterday we had started describing when we reach Gemara Malacha with certain produce. So we continue with that. Hayayin. What about wine? Now, as we learned in the previous Masechus, there's two different parts to a classic wine press. We have the upper area, which is where the grapes were crushed, and then the juice would flow through a tube into the lower receptacle, and that's where would sit and ferment. So when we're dealing with wine, Mishay Kape, it's considered to have reached Gemara Malacha once he skims the top. As the wine is sitting and fermenting in the lower receptacle, so all the different skins and seeds and different things like that that fell into it, the different pulp that hasn't been skimmed out yet, rises to the top. Once he skims that off of the top of the wine, then it's reached Gemara Malacha. But now the Mishnah tells us, Alpha even though he skimmed it already, he's still allowed to take wine or this grape juice from the upper part of the wine press and from the pipe that brings it from the upper part to the lower part. Vishai said he could drink that without having to take off Meiser. That's because that hasn't yet reached Gemar Melacha. Hashemin, what about oil? Now the way that oil worked is that they would take the olives, they would crush them, then they would place them in some sort of basket and squeeze them or press them. The oil would go through this wicker basket into a lower receptacle. So when is it that oil reaches its Gemar Melacha? Misha Yerud Uka, once it goes down into the lower receptacle. Alphabisha Yarad, even though the oil went down into the lower receptacle, Naitel Akal, he's still allowed to take oil that's in the woven basket where the olives were when they were pressed, and from between the millstone where they were crushed, and from in between the boards where they were pressed. And he's allowed to use that oil without taking off Meiser, because that hasn't yet reached Gemara Malacha. And now the Mishnah tells us something else that we're allowed to do with this oil. He's allowed to put it on a cracker or in the serving dish. Now, as we mentioned in the introduction to yesterday's Mishnayis, if a person's going to cook with oil, that's considered Gemara Malacha, even though he just wants to use it as a snack. He has a few little things he wants to eat as a snack, and he wants to fry them in a little bit of oil, so this whole thing is just considered like a snack. It's considered Arai, since he's cooking with it, that's already considered Gemara Malacha. Over here, the Mishnah is saying he's allowed to take this oil and put it on a chamita. Chamita is a cracker. When it comes out of the oven, it's boiling hot. They would smear oil on it. That's not considered cooking the oil. So that's not considered like Gemara Malacha. And Tamcho is a serving dish. He's allowed to put oil into a serving dish, even though the food that's in the serving dish is boiling hot. It's not considered like he's cooking the oil, and therefore it's not considered like the oil has reached Gemara Malacha. However, the Mishnah tells us, He's not allowed to take this oil and put it into a pot or a pan when they're boiling hot. When they're boiling hot, that's going to cook it, and then that's already considered Gemar Malacha. Now, Rabbi Hudaimer, he tells us, Nisen, he's allowed to put this oil into anything, even into a pot or pan that's boiling hot. That's because Rabbi Huda holds it's not going to get cooked. Unless we're talking about placing it into something that has chaymets, vinegar, or tzir, which is fish brine, both of these will cook that which they're in much quicker. Therefore, according to Rabbi Huda, if this dish has chaymets or tzir in it, he's not allowed to put this oil inside, because then it would be cooking it, and then it would be considered Gemar Malacha. Moving on to Mishnah Ches, the Mishnah tells us, eagle when we're dealing with a fig cake. As we know, they used to take figs and press them into these cakes. When is it that it's considered Gemar Malacha? Mishiach Likenu, for when he smooths it out with juice. They used to take juice and rub it on the top of these fig cakes. It would give it a nice shine. That's considered Gemar Malacha, and he's not allowed to eat from it aray anymore. Now, another halacha relevant to this, when he does this rubbing of fruit juices on this fig cake, he's allowed to do that with tevel, figs, and grapes. Usually, you're not allowed to benefit from juice of tevel. Tevel is something that already has a chiyav of Trumas Amaisris. But over here, since he doesn't want the juice for it to be juice, he just wants it for it to give it a nice shine. The juice that's coming out of this is not considered juice, and therefore there's no issue of using tevel fruits for this. Now, Rabbi Huda Iser, Rabbi Huda Asers, because he considers it juice. And a similar machlekes, hamachlek banovim, if he's going to be doing this with grapes, loy hochshar, this grape juice, which is now on his fake cake, is not machshar lekabel tomo. As we've already had multiple times, the only way a food can become tome if it was mochshar, if it was made susceptible to makabel tomo, the way to do that is if we get it wet with one of the seven halachic liquids. Grape juice is one of those liquids. According to 
Tanakama taking a grape and smearing it on this fake cake is not machshir lekabotoma. Again, it's not considered juice. He just wants it there to give it a shine, not for its juice. Now, Bihudaimer, Bihuda says, Hochshir, it is machshir lekabotoma because it's considered juice. Let's say he's not going to be pressing these figs into fig cakes. He just wants regular plain old figs. So, Agregres, if he just has dried figs, Misha Yadosh, they only reach their Gemara Malacha once he presses them into a barrel. Instead of making fig cakes, they would just take them and squish them into a barrel. Once they get squished into that barrel, then they're considered to have reached Gemara Malacha. Umagura, if he wants to store them in some sort of compartment or chamber, Mishia Agel, so when he piles them into a nice round pile, that's when it's considered Gemara Malacha. Now let's say Hayadash B'chavis Uma Agel B'magura. He's busy pressing his figs into his barrel, or he's busy putting them into his storage compartment, and then Nishbra Chavis V'nichasa Magura. The barrel broke or the storage compartment fell apart. The Tanakhama tells us, Lo Yechomehem Arai. He's not allowed to eat from them Arai anymore. Even though he hasn't finished pressing them in the barrel, or he hasn't finished filling the storage house, it doesn't make a difference. He's already showed that he wants them to be at this stage of Gemara Malacha, so he's not allowed to eat from them Arai. Rabbi Yassi Mate, Rabbi Yassi allows him to, since he didn't finish the job, so they haven't yet reached Gemara Malacha. But what a Paschal Rabbi Yassi. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Parak Bays, Mishnah Aleph and Bays. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.